Good afternoon. You're listening to KFSK News for Friday, January 12th. I'm Hannah Floor. A 5.9 earthquake shook parts of southeast Alaska late last night. The quake happened at 10.46 p.m. It was located about 50 miles southwest of Sitka in the ocean at a depth of 12 miles. Houses shook briefly in Sitka, Petersburg, and Wrangell. The tremor was also felt in Juneau, about 140 miles to the north of the quake's epicenter, and in Ketchikan, about 180 miles south. No immediate injuries or damages were reported, and there was no tsunami warning resulting from the quake. The Petersburg School District believes it's found a replacement for Superintendent Erica Klutpainter, who is leaving at the end of the school year. Their top candidate for superintendent will be in Petersburg today through Tuesday, checking out the district and meeting with community members. Robin Taylor is the only candidate the school board and hiring committee invited to visit. School board president Sarah Holmgrain says that's unusual. In this case, I, you know, I'll be honest, there wasn't anyone else we wanted to invite. Taylor has worked for the Petersburg School District before. From 1998 until 2005, she taught business and history and coached cross-country and basketball at Petersburg High School. And according to Holmgrain, Taylor has been interested in coming back to Petersburg. She says Taylor's administrative experience made her stand out in the pool of applicants. She has nearly 20 years of experience as a principal in Alaska And Holmgren says that her current position as principal of a small career and technical education school in Fairbanks is appealing. I think there's some connections and um, programs that we don't have here that might be helpful to both the academic side as well as the career technical side that she's been involved in that none of us have been here. None of our staff has. Holmgren says the board hopes to offer Taylor the position by the end of her visit if things go well. That would make it possible for the board to accept her contract at their regularly scheduled meeting Tuesday night. If the board decides not to go with Taylor, they will restart the hiring process and put out a call for new applicants. Taylor arrives in Petersburg today. She plans to hold a community meet and greet tomorrow at Glacier Express from 10 until 11 a.m. On Monday evening, she'll hold another meet and greet in the high school commons from 6.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m., And a third meet-and-greet will be held at the district office on Tuesday morning from 8 until 9 a.m. All three events are open to parents and community members. Petersburg's Volunteer Fire Department responded to a sauna fire early Thursday morning, about nine miles south of town. The department left town at around 2.40 a.m. and contained the blaze in 30 minutes. Dave Berg is a spokesperson for the Volunteer Fire Department. He says that when firefighters arrived on the scene, the approximately 15 by 20 foot outbuilding was completely enveloped in flames. We deployed uh, one hose to uh, mop up what was left of uh, the building, uh, essentially just putting out uh, you know, some spot fires and walking around the building and making sure everything was extinguished. It was a total loss, but other buildings on the property weren't damaged. Berg says the fire crew was fortunate there wasn't a lot of material left to burn and that the wind was blowing in their favor. If it had been blowing in a different direction, he believes other structures on the property could have caught fire as well. The homeowner believes the fire started when a towel fell onto an electric heater and ignited. Berg says when temperatures drop, it's not uncommon for his department to get called out on these types of fires. This time of year, we see a lot of portable heating devices. We always caution people to be careful about when they deploy items such as this. 
Berg also advises people who use these appliances to be mindful when plugging them in into extension cords. Older extension cords can malfunction and overheat, potentially sparking a fire. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. This was the first fire call of the year for the local department. When we think about solutions to climate change, board games aren't usually the top of the list, but that might be changing. Psychic climate scientist Elizabeth Bagley has been helping to develop an unconventional tool in the fight against climate change. Meredith Reddick has the story on how a new game could help build awareness about a global issue. On a clear evening in Sitka, a group of friends hunched over a dining room table are reeling from a dieback in the Amazon rainforest. The Earth's temperature has just risen by a tenth of a degree Celsius, and it looks like a hurricane is on the way. Ocean acidification, so we lose four oceans. Oh no! The group of friends is playing Daybreak, a new game released by designers Matt Leacock and Matteo Menapache to play global superpowers represented by the U.S., China, Europe, and the majority world work together to alleviate the climate crisis before the Earth's temperature rises by two degrees Celsius. Players win as a team by reaching drawdown when no net carbon is going into the atmosphere. So what does that mean? So does that mean we have to play it over this one or something? Elizabeth Bagley is peering with furrowed brows at her board, which is labeled Majority World. She's trying to figure out if she can offload some dirty energy while still meeting demand. Across the table, her husband Justin generously tosses a couple of China's excess clean energy tokens to the Majority World. The game was released just last month, but Bagley has been playing a version of it for the past two years as a beta tester. Bagley is a climate scientist with Project Drawdown and a former children's game designer for the company Leapfrog. She learned about Daybreak after giving a talk about her career trajectory to a group of young professionals. One of the people in the audience emailed me and said, hey, given your background in climate solutions and your background in gaming, you might be really interested in this game by Matt Leacock. He was assuming I knew who Matt was. I mentioned this to Justin, and he said, wait, Matt Leacock, as in, like, the most famous cooperative game designer in the world? And I said, oh, yeah, I I think that's the same guy. Leacock, who is most well-known for the games Pandemic and Forbidden Island, didn't initially intend to create a game about climate change. I've been hearing all sorts of news about the climate crisis and wanted to know, you know, what I could do about it. And I, I wanted to better understand it. And like one way I looked at the problem was like, well, maybe I can learn about it and turn it into a game. Early prototypes of the game took upwards of three hours and involved a lot of calculation. They would take, I think some of the early ones would take like four and a half hours to play. Um, and you had little whiteboards that tracked a lot of different um, statistics for your your world power. The Bagleys received an early prototype of the game in winter of 2021. With a camera and microphone set up on their dining room table, they recorded their gameplay. Leacock would review the recordings and send back changes. A few new cards here, a minor rule change there. Matt would ask us things. He would watch our play our, our playthroughs, and he would say, okay, I want you to play again, but I want you to take out these cards. Mm-hmm. And he's, Or he would say... I'd like you to play again, but I want to see what happens when it's just two people, and I want you to play as these countries. 
And so he was using us to, he was giving us specific guidance around what he wanted to see. Sometimes they identified cards that were too powerful. Justin okay, has really kicked butt playing stratospheric sulfur in the past, right, Justin? Well, they changed the card. Well, because, because you dominated yeah. so much with it. The final version, which the Bagleys have unboxed for the first time tonight, is much more streamlined with vividly colored tokens and cards and no whiteboards in sight. Leacock says simplifying the game without sacrificing accuracy was a big challenge. You know, I mean, there were hours and hours and hours of discussion and debate about like a single card, uh, like how best to represent the risks involved and the effects and how good it should be and, you know. Um, how would it really play out in the system, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it was kind of fun to kind of geek out on that stuff. But then also you have to remember that, you know, it's a game. Input from playtesters like Bagley, as well as a host of scientists and social workers, helped shape key parts of the game. But while years of research went into the development, Leacock didn't want Daybreak to feel like homework. And the way we approached it was that we'd get a bigger audience and have a bigger impact and more people like were intrinsically motivated to play it. You know, they weren't like, oh, let's eat our broccoli now and learn about climate science. You know, they, they you know, selfishly wanted to have a good time in the evening. It's a bold move to try to condense a global multifaceted problem into a cardboard box. But on this Thursday night, the group of players is deeply invested and optimistic about winning. And Leacock considers that a win. Because if all you do is read doom and gloom, then you just kind of feel helpless. And here we're painting like, hey, here's this possibility. We're not saying it's going to happen, but you as the players are given agency, and then hopefully that feeling of agency can then bleed off into the real world. Oh, yeah. Uh, we would like your attention, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are able to get rid of our uh, building emissions. I'm going to give you guys one green energy. <gasps> oh, thank you. That's very nice. That's well, what I this do. could be good. Okay, so we, we're thinking about. If we get rid of our building energy... Bagley, who has just signed a global offshoring agreement for the table, is also optimistic. I think that's a great lesson is that all of us have a role to play, and there's no one right way. There's lots of ways that we can stop climate change, and the best thing to do is start. And if starting means playing a game with people you know and love, then that's a fantastic way because... Even talking about climate change is a great step in the right direction. Just a few notches short of the two-degree mark, the group abruptly and somewhat surprisingly reaches drawdown. (laughs) (laughs) The climate change crisis has not won, at least for today. In Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick. State economists are predicting modest job growth in 2024 across Alaska in a new report released early this month by the state labor department. Officials anticipate Alaska employers will add some 5,400 jobs, a 1.7 increase. After substantial job losses in 2020, employment has grown steadily since 2021 at more than 2% per year. Labor Department economist Karina Wiebold says the slight, slightly weaker forecast for this year reflects larger trends. Really, the story here is that we're out of the COVID recovery big picture, and we're moving into this new phase where we're going to be absorbing this infrastructure money that's been coming from the federal government as part of the Infrastructure Act and also the Inflation Reduction Act. And so those dollars, we expect to start hitting the pavement this year, and that's going to be one of our primary drivers for growth this coming year. 
Construction is expected to add more than a thousand jobs, an increase of 6.7 percent. Employment in the mining and the oil industry is another bright spot in the forecast, predicted to grow 8.7 percent, or about 1,000 jobs. Economists point to a new gold mine near Toke, set to begin production this year, and preliminary work expected on the Willow and Pika oil fields. But Weibold says, as with any forecast, there's a lot up in the air. An unexpected national or international recession could put a damper on tourism numbers. Delays on infrastructure projects could push back construction hiring. But the biggest headwind, Weibold says, is the persistent labor shortage. There are twice as many job openings as unemployed people in the state. If we don't have the people to fill those jobs, then those jobs, in essence, haven't been created. So that's really kind of the wild card: is are there going to be the people to fill the jobs in the places and at the times that we need them? She points to two factors making the labor shortage especially acute in Alaska. For one, a large portion of the state's population is aging into retirement. For another, more working-age families are leaving the state than moving in, especially young families in their 20s and 30s. Between 2013 and 2022, the state's population was essentially flat, losing just about 1,000 people. But over the same period, the state lost 30,000 working-age adults and 18,000 jobs, according to Weibold. About 40 percent of those losses came from the oil and gas industry, according to state economic data. And Weibold says even industries like fish processing and tourism that tend to import their workers from out of state could find themselves struggling to hire. If we can't draw some of those out-of-state workers up here this year because they have opportunities at,、uh, closer to home, or perhaps that pay more, then we could be struggling to fill jobs in industries that regularly require,、uh, rely on that out-of-state workforce. She says that's one reason that jobs in leisure and hospitality are forecast to grow only a modest 1.4 percent, despite cruise ship visitor numbers forecast to reach or exceed last year's records. Jobs in manufacturing, finance, and the information sector are expected to underperform other industries with zero growth, though none are forecast to shed workers. The data excludes people who are self-employed, farm workers, domestic workers, unpaid family workers. Uniformed military members and most commercial fishermen. For KFSK, I'm Hannah Flohr.